That was good. That was good. I laughed. I laughed. I was just like busy at the time. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mean anything by it. You know, no, I love you, bro. Oh no, no, it's all so, good. Yeah, it's all no. good. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin. What is up, guys? Tonight, what's going on? Um, I want I want Colin to know when I don't respond to his text, it's for a reason, and I want him to think about it until he figures out the reason I don't respond to his text. Well, uh, thank you for bringing that up because, and I know I've brought this up uh, in times in the past, but your your hated responses from me. No, no, your your text message etiquette sometimes infuriates me. When I say for sure, no, I don't even care about the for sure anymore. I think there was a time where maybe I did, but you. When I think that something's going to be funny via text, you manage to make it like I'm the biggest jackass for even sending it to you in the first place. Well, I I appreciate everything you send to me. I think you're probably referring to the stuff you send on Instagram. Uh, no, so. no. Some of that's just kind of like whatever. It's like eye yeah. candy. Like, just yeah, like I, I get a chuckle out of that stuff. I uh, I just uh, I, I don't know what to say sometimes. So I just oh, want you to fair. know that I saw it. And I, and hopefully, you know, I appreciate it, but there's, there's not a lot of editorializing I can do on some of these things. It's just, I've known you for 30 years and these are things that connect us. And I'm acknowledging that, yes, this is what our friendship's built upon. What is, what is the for sure thing? Exactly. Uh, Just keep saying for sure. No, no. I, I think you say it when, when there's, there's not an obvious answer to say. And then you say that as they like almost like an um, a text message um, but it's an answer. <laughs> and I get it. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I've, I've literally stopped. I don't think I've given you a for, for sure for like the past like eight years since you, you brought up how much you hated it. When did I do that? I don't know. A long time ago. I, every time I, I go to write for sure, I, I, I catch myself now. <laughs> I think it's out of my like lexicon. Like, Isn't straight it? up. Isn't that why, like, Apple added those, you know, reactions to text messages so that if you didn't know what to say, you could just be like, thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Exclamation point. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs this up and move on. I've certainly reverted to my dad's style of text messaging, which for the, for the fact that he actually does it in the first place is amazing. Yeah. So, does he sign it like a letter? No, 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 no. But That's he, my he's favorite about- boomer thing ever is, like, writing a text message like it's a letter. No, like no, no. He, he knows better than that. He actually s- spells more like a like a 14 year old girl because he's just so lazy he doesn't want to write out full words so he'll almost he'll put like wut in there and i'm just like are, are you are you wearing juicy sweatpants right now dad like like nice. what's uh, i'm dating myself there aren't i um actually no those are coming back i think i've seen some girls wearing juicy sweatpants like i've noticed that like half shirts are really in style like every girl has like a half has their crop stomach tops. hanging out now yeah crop top they, yeah, whatever man. it is I don't know the technical term, but yeah. that's like that's what's in vogue right now. Apparently, well, it's the you're, you're still in the mix, TJ. Me, me, and Colin are. Well, Colin's still in the mix too because he plays shows. I'm, I'm in the burbs. I, I get, I get nothing. I, I'm going to lose touch with with fashion so quickly. As you can see, I'm very fashionable now, but don't get used to it. I just uh, wear black. That's fashion in New York. I feel. No, like. no, you were wearing white sneakers yesterday, and I, I was blown away. It's because I'm a dad. You wear white there sneakers. No, but they're not New Balance. They, they get issued. <laughs> they gave him to me in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, Riley came with it out when she was yeah, she was holding it. She had it in her hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these are for like, you. Dad, here. Here, put these on so you I can chase that. me around really slowly. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, 
Guys, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us directly at BBU Pod Boys with a Z on Twitter. Pigskin Podcast Network at Pigskin Podnet on Twitter. Uh, don't forget to download the DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. You guys uh, doing any gambling on the on the March Madness this year, or just casually observing? Uh, I'm I'm not even doing a good job of that. I feel bad because I see everybody in our our college thread talking about that thing that Richard was putting together, and I just I wish I had an interest in that sort of thing. I just don't. You don't have an interest in flushing your money down the toilet? No, filling no. out a couple brackets. No, it's, I mean it's fun. <laughs> yeah, but filling out a bracket is like the most inexact science of all time, and this tournament's been wacky. Also, yeah, yeah. Go this- St. Peter's and Iowa lost. Once Iowa lost, I was like, well, I mean, I probably had them in the final four some somewhere is there anyone besides uh st peter's that is like cinderella-ish or are they pretty much the darling there i only really watched the first round like because i was working the whole time and i haven't really seen too much beyond that to be honest Mm. with you um i saw arkansas almost lost uh but they managed to come out there's just been a lot of close games is that what you're trying to talk about no the second round game um they almost lost twice then yeah 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 (laughs) But, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of, you know, kind of close games and I guess a lot of, like, you know, interesting things. It's definitely always a fun event, but yeah. I'm just not super into college basketball like I like I was in college. In college, we were all about attorney, I remember, but times have changed, you know. I can only focus on so many things at once. Yeah, this is the first year I haven't done a bracket, and uh, every year I tell myself I'm not going to do it because, just like you guys said, I, I know absolutely nothing about college basketball and it's throwing your money down the drain. But I was about ready to, like – give into like the peer pressure at work and do the work one. Yeah. But then I talked to a guy I work with and he literally spoke as if he watched every single college basketball game this season. Oh no. And I was just like, uh, I don't know anything. Like I yeah. quite literally know nothing. So he really uh, psyched me out. So I, I didn't put any money on it, which would have been good because I would have lost already. I, I feel like though, it's usually the person who knows the least about basketball usually ends up winning yeah, the, bra- the bracket pool. So I don't think it has really anything to do with have watched games really. Maybe, yeah. you know, like a couple sleepers or something like that, but beyond that, I really, you know, it's all, all luck of the draw, I guess you could say. Yeah. 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 Um, so oh, th- yeah. there's a nickname, um, uh, speaking of Justin and, and seeing him yesterday at the bar, bringing him there, uh, over our, one of our, our, our tours, we were, Somehow there was a, a Duke game on and we were talking about Coach K and somehow we came up with the, the name Shawshank Shashevsky. That that just has to be a, a term that he's called. And I want to do like a meme of somehow like incorporating Coach K and and like uh Morgan Freeman and, and all that. I don't know, maybe that's an what's idea. What's the what's the uh, the actor in the main character? Uh Tim Robbins. Yeah, I can photoshop his face onto Tim Robbins' face if you want. Actually, I just watched Shawshank Redemption. It's a great like, movie. A couple days ago. Like we were in bed and I was like, oh let's watch that. And I was like, okay. And then you know it's like one thirty in the morning because it's the longest movie of all time. Yep. That was a good. Then we almost watched Green Mile the next day, but I was oh, like I can't I can't oh, handle God. this. Dude, I can't the, handle this. The amount of times if Green Mile's on TBS or if it's Green Mile, if it's Forrest Gump, if it's movies like that, clear the schedule. I'm watching all of it. I mean, I love Forrest Gump. Great, great movie. Classic. Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, this week, our sponsor is, once again, Western Rise. Uh, I know last time we talked about how wonderful their clothing is. You know, Dan always likes to say he he can move around very uh, dynamic in his movements. Never busted a seam. Yep. There you go. Yeah, guys, check out westernrise.com. Really high-quality clothing at a great price. And uh, probably, I mean, I, I'd say my favorite sponsor we've ever had. No offense oh, yeah. to anybody else, honestly. I mean, 
you can't beat Western Rise for for I don't know the kind of clothes I'm looking to wear. Best stuff around. The the the, the cuts of the pants are, is not too tight, but it's not too baggy. You know, we're not in Jinko territory, and uh, I can bend over and tie my shoes and not feel bad about myself. So that's a huge win. Yeah, I I feel spicy in their clothes. I just like that it hides my beer gut really nicely. That's the key. That's, the that's, key. that's crucial. Yeah. Uh, so last night, Colin and I actually we were we hung out kind of most of the day. Colin yeah. came down to Brooklyn and we had a beer at Teddy's uh, Bar and Grill, 96 Berry Street, uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Beer and provisions, check it out. Um, and then we went over to this, uh, I don't even know what to describe this music venue as where Colin's band was playing a show. But we had a great time drinking crappy beer, watching next cars. Uh, you know, it was a very interesting mix of people there. Everyone seemed to like it was, you know, reminding me of, of the playing shows and stuff where it's like a nice tight knit community. Everybody knows each other. It's just a fun kind of atmosphere. Everyone is nice to each other. There's nobody's being a jerk or anything like that. And yeah. uh, there was this awesome guy, the punk punk cellist. There's just this dude that plays cello and he does like cover songs. Um, and that was fun, I, you know, nostalgic and interesting and different. And then I also really liked the, uh, the last band I played called tired radio. You should check yeah. them out on Spotify. They, that guy was ripping. Yeah. They're they're, they're they're great. That place is great. That's one of the few places that are like DIY-ish where they actually have a sound guy that knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, do you know rock and roll? Here, mix it correctly live. And then he actually does it, and he's not a pain in the ass. It's incredible. Every time we play there, it sounds great. And, uh, yeah, it's a little out of, out of the way, but it's only two blocks from your apartment, so it worked out pretty well. Yeah, for me, it's 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 wonderful. I mean, I did, I really enjoyed the staff there too because everyone was just on their phone the entire time. So I took my beer outside maybe eight or nine times, and then one time the the bouncer wasn't looking at his phone. He said, "Oh, you can't bring that outside." I was like, "Cool, man. Guess you missed the other seven times I, I was out there beforehand. Good job, dude." <laughs> yeah. So my my question is is I don't even have to ask about the next car set. I know they they tore it up. I, I see the evidence of it anytime they play a show. But I want to know how you dealt TJ with all the questions about the last Action Hero reunion. I'm sure everyone there was like, oh, TJ and Colin are together again? Are the boys getting back together? So what did you tell all, all those people that were like wondering about the reunion? Well, when I had to tell everybody that wanted my autograph that they had to get away from me, that was part of the conversation too. So I, I had to make yeah. sure that like – You all- tell them that part of your life is over. The hit factory is is – different management right now uh, it's it's just a different it's a different stream it's a different stream of consciousness that was a a a uh a period of time where there was just perfection caught in a bottle like a christina <laughs> aguilera song and you have to leave it there because the magic it, it it's just like a figment of time you can't take it out you're not michael j fox you can't go get it what if the money's right oh of course okay yeah duh yeah, 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 I mean, I, I feel like I couldn't even go in the bathroom without someone following me in there asking me about it. So, <laughs> for, for <laughs> the, funny, the, the Will, the lead singer of Collins Band, is kind of like the one of the older school guys there. You know, I didn't realize he was in that band, Your Day Strong, when we were younger, which I know I was kind of like really into them in the scene when we were in high school. So, yeah. you know, Will's didn't they do that split with uh, Life Before This? Yep. That's exactly right. That like, I, you correct. know what I meant? To, I meant to listen to some of it. I'm sure it's on Spotify or something. Oh, some of those too. songs are awesome. What was the the one? So, something uh, to Brooklyn or, or there was some very New York title that was like their their biggest song that we liked. 
I mean, I got to listen to it again. For Life Before This? No, no, uh, Your Day Strong. Uh, it's the one song we always went to. I, I just have to ask Will. But, um, we'll find out. Yeah, it was a great night. Um, Tire Radio guys are incredible. They're they're really good friends of ours, too. We've played a ton of shows. Um, the drummer's absolutely hilarious, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah. It, Kevin. Kevin, yeah. yeah. Good dude. That was a great time. Um, so, yeah, guys, check out Next Scars on Spotify if you haven't already. And Tired and- Radio. Ty Radio and Punk Cellist, which is I think he's on YouTube, which is a, a funny thing. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about football or? Yeah, we got yeah, some stuff. A couple things going on. Um, let's start talking a little Giants, and then maybe we'll do a little uh, around the league if we got some time at the end because there's a couple interesting tidbits to talk about that have happened over the last week. But I think um, just places to start are the new signings. I think the easiest one to start with is obviously the Tyrod Taylor signing. That's probably the one most people are talking about. Um, He's in an 11 million year, uh, I'm sorry, 11 million year contract. <laughs> <laughs> Two years, $11 million, 4.2 million signing bonus. The workout bonuses, incentives can push the deal up to $18 million total. But the cap hit is relatively okay. But still, in my mind, is a kind of indicative of how this team feels about Jones to be pretty cash strapped as they were to go out and get someone with that much starting experience. They obviously didn't do it for no reason. Whether or not you know it's to push Jones or to I don't know if it's to compete for a starting job or not. I, I don't really think so, but I think you know in the back of Shane's head and the rest of the guys, the new regime, you know, there's a lot of questions about Jones, and those need to be asked and need to be figured out this year. But at the end of the day, it's just going to be a lot more fun than having Glennon and Fromm backing him up, and you know, they, those guys were just I don't know how they're even in the league. I mean, um, what do you guys think? You know, this signing means for Jones, if anything, Colin. Uh, I mean, in general, I love it. I mean, yeah, I would say it's one of those things where they don't expect him to be the starter, but he easily could push him. And Mm -hmm. if Jones just drops the ball, no pun intended in training camp, it looks like garbage. (laughs) He did a lot of that. Yeah. Throws it into into this, you know, the the wrong hands, all that kind of stuff. You could see him starting, uh, maybe not from, from game one, but you can probably see him in the middle of the season taking over. Um, I think it, if anything else, and you want to err on the side of, of positivity, it will light a fire under Jones's uh, proverbial bottom because he needs something. I don't think he ever felt the heat before. He was just like, all right, I'm a first-round pick. I was, I was top 10 first-round pick. I'm the starter. It's my job to, to lose, basically. And even if I do, I'm still going to be there because who's behind me? Well, now he has someone behind him. And... I, frankly, I, I've, I've liked watching Tyrod play in his career. He's had uh, a pretty raw deal uh, a majority of the time, especially in San Diego when they were still in San Diego. That whole punctured lung situation. Awful. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he end up suing the, the, the training staff? The trainer, I yeah. I mean, the trainer, you know, did that to him. It wasn't an injury or anything like that. It's pretty wild, actually. Yeah. But, I mean, he recovered well. I mean, he seems to be a really good dude. He's he's happy to be here. He knows a lot of the same guys like all the other free agents that we've more or less signed. Knows someone on the staff, uh, which I think is really awesome. Familiarity is such a big thing. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's nothing but positive. I don't even worry about the money spent because we've been lamenting the fact that we haven't had a legitimate uh, backup uh, since the, uh, the famed uh, Colt McCoy. Um, Your boy. You know, yeah, I mean, I think I said, you know, we all kind of agreed that the Giants, if they were going to spend money, that should they should have spent it on a backup quarterback, and that's what they did. So yeah. it's cool, cool to see that. What are your thoughts there, Dan? Yeah, I uh, I've always loved Tyrod Taylor. You guys 
might remember me calling him Ty God whenever I, I get a chance. It's a, a famous, one of the greatest nicknames that that's ever been conceived for someone. Uh, he's an easy guy to root for. Uh, I remember trying to pitch people on him uh, coming in to take over for Eli uh, as sort of a stopgap quarterback uh, towards the end of Eli's career, I think before um, before he went over to the Browns. Um, I think he, he's going to be really helpful for the team in, in a number of ways. The insurance, if Daniel Jones comes uh, gets injured or whatnot, which is very likely. And I mean, I I think it is an indictment of Daniel Jones in a certain sense, or at least it tells us where the, the current uh, front office and, and coaching staff thinks of him. Uh, I think there's going to be healthy competition in training camp. And Daniel Jones ultimately hasn't done anything to, to say that he has earned the starting spot over a player of the caliber of someone like Tyra Taylor. So I, I think, you know, I think it really happened. Um, I'm just glad he's on the team. I think he'll be a great guy to have there and uh, looking forward to see what happens. I, I wouldn't be upset if he was to start day one. Yeah. Uh, I just like the guy so much. Uh, how, how do you think his locker room prowess will be? Awesome. Great locker room guy. Yeah. That's, what we, that's what we need on this team. Yeah. He's the guy, you know. Was he ever on the Bills? He was, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, of course he was. If you weren't on the Bills, crazy... then I, I don't even want to want you on this team. He, yeah. he was near like it. a... He was like a Pro Bowl alternate from. Yeah, he was the uh, guy right. right before they uh, they drafted. Uh, what's his name? Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh he, Allen. Had a, he, he had a great a great career, and then, then he got traded to uh, Cleveland for a third round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Jumped around from there. He, yeah. I mean, he was like you said, he was starting in uh, you know uh, L.A. or San Diego, whichever it was at the time. I don't remember, but he could play. Yeah, he's always yeah. been good. Yeah. I wonder if this has anything to do with the Jones neck injury too. If that's more. And I know I'm, I'm not really supposed to talk about this, but I do know a guy who is Torm, a, a Giants trainer, and he tells me not to say anything. But he told me a, a little tidbit that I'll share that that the neck injury was not football related at all. So this is, could be some sort of underlying condition that he has, and not necessarily an injury. So as as much as he you know told me that it wasn't going to affect his football career, you know, you never know. It, it, if if he was just saying that to me to throw me off, but there is a little bit of something going on there that we don't know about. So, listeners, this is this is what's called a scoop. Okay, that's how you do it. This is probably the most himself <laughs> and got us a scoop. You this heard is the it most here interesting first. Interesting thing that we've ever said on this pod because yeah. probably nobody else knew about that. TJ just yeah. ruined a relationship with a real human being. He's had no <laughs> he's way cultivated over the years. No, he doesn't. He knows he nothing about this. this podcast, and I'm never going to tell him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so is it because he's that up. Sp- is he spineless? Oh. <laughs> I was going to say uh, I, I I ran some analysis on pictures of Daniel Jones. Yeah. And uh, and do you think it's a coincidence that Mike Glennon was the backup, who's famous for having what? A lot neck. of neck. Maybe they were hoping Glennon could shepherd Daniel Jones in the ways of long necks. They could be long neck having quarterbacks, and then the pre-existing neck injury failed when they were doing some neck stretching exercises or something like that. They stretched probably Glennon's fault. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think we all figured that Jones just had his head in a swivel and injured his neck that way because no one was blocking for him ever. So, I mean, that hit in that, that Cowboys game. I mean, they, they made it seem like that was the reason he got injured. And what's odd about you saying that is like, yeah, he got roughed up, but somehow that wasn't the injury, which is very strange. That's what I, that's, that's what I, what I have gathered from the, 
an actual source within the Giants organization that that injury had nothing to do with football. That's and, so and, and, don't know what it is exactly, but interesting and something to keep, you know, in the back of your head moving forward. And, you know, I'm sure has something to do with bringing in Tyrod. But I'm but sure. you, you did mention that he did say that it will f- not affect his ability to play football whatsoever. That was a key point. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I said that before and I said maybe maybe it's a smokescreen to kind of throw me off. What would be the point of that? I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> but I didn't. I did not make this up. This is actually real. Anyway, yeah. um, we can talk about Jones forever. Uh, I, I, I'm bored of talking about Jones. If you want to talk about Jones, at me on Twitter, and I'll do it for an entire day and piss you nothing, off. Got nothing else to do tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, who who else should we talk about? Uh, tight end Ricky Seals, kiss him a rose from the grave, Jones. Yeah, I feel uh, like. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. I, I feel like there's just a. They're just picking guys that have all flashed in fantasy football in the past like five years. And they've been like, oh, this guy's got all the measurables. He's going to do great stuff. Uh, There's nowhere from up from here. And they have like three great weeks. And then they just like stop getting playing time for whatever reason. And I feel like Ricky Ricky Seals Jones uh, is like one of those guys. Uh, Again, great size, super athletic. uh, Didn't amount to much in. Well, he was in he was in the Cardinals. Then he then he moved to Washington, right? He was yeah. Cardinals, and then he was on the Chiefs and spent time in. Oh, he was in the Ka- Chiefs with, with Kafka, and I think that's you know they, oh, if, there's there a, you if there's a running theme going yeah. on between guys they're bringing in, it's that they're they're cheap, they're role players, and they're familiar with the system it's from yeah. somewhere else. I love that. I really do. I feel like that's very unlike our free agency uh, dealings in the past ten years. Uh, for the most part, it's been guys that ha- almost have really not even had anything to do with us. And to bring someone that has such a good familiarity with who's going to be running things, I think is very important. Because then you got the culture right in the door, you know? Yeah, yeah, I definitely don't think it's a drop-off between anyone we had on the roster in previous years. No, it's just um, more people that will even buy in. Just quicker. more upside. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially and not, I mean, Seals uh, Jones, too. I mean, that he had that... Uh, he had that catch against us and really made us look like fools. Then he? he won. He won the game with Washington, uh, catching over someone. Someone looked foolish. I forget who it was. I don't. I don't remember exactly what it was. But you know, you have to. If you look at his numbers, they're not impressive. But when yeah. he when Logan Thomas was out, he did step in. He had 19 catches and I think four games that Thomas missed, which is reasonable. Um, I mean, he he's athletic. He's not going to be the starter, and if he is, he's probably going to get beat out. And I really, you know, by I, who? I really, yeah, he's by, by the Giants draft. <laughs> yeah, maybe because I really think that the Giants will be looking at a tight end in like early fourth round. Right now, he's the first string tight end and the second string tight end. And the what about Mir- Mir- Miriak, Chris Miriak? That guy's trash. Well, I'm, oh, he's not stop no, but, it! But but I was gonna. I mean, uh, you know, the Giants have to draft a tight end now, right? You yeah. think? And there's gonna Probably. be guys there. I know, Colin. You know, you mentioned how deep the draft was. I could see, like, you know, like a Trey McBride or uh, Isaiah Peace. Likely. Uh, Greg Dolrich, yeah. Well, you know, one of those. I think there's a bunch of you know guys that are there in the third or fourth round that are, yeah. you know, similar level. And I think you know the Giants have a, a good number of picks in those rounds, so definitely something to target in my mind, at least. And, it, and, it, and if it's that deep, then don't worry about it. That that'll be a pick they'll figure out yeah. and and look towards the more important positions that need to be addressed. Agreed. Absolutely. I mean, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely one of those glaring holes. But I think, like you know, like another theme here too is that they're picking up only people to bolster the worst units, 
which yeah. is cool, which is important. Um, who else we got? Casey Crater, long snapper. Oh yeah, that's, uh, your, that's your territory, Colin. Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I know nothing. Uh, I mean, he's been on the team before. He was kind of like a. Uh, um, there were times. Well, this is indicative of of how this team has been uh, organized or not organized in the last couple of years. I believe he was one of the long snappers when we had two long snappers at one time. Uh, for whatever reason, that was the case. It's like having an extra punter. Locker room, why. guys. Locker yeah, room. yeah, I'm sure. Um, he's an older guy, if I remember correctly, and he's kind of been bouncing around like a long snapper would. Hmm. Um, yeah, veteran long snappers are good. You don't like a rookie guy. I mean, you know what? That, that reminds me, not to go a little off subject, but you remember when Jay Alford was a, a defensive tackle as well as one of the, the long snappers? His uh, The first season where Zach Diossi was only the punting long snapper and Jay Alford was doing the extra points and field goals. Interesting. Yeah. Why? Like, That's well, weird. I don't know. I, I guess Zach Diossi had some some garbage field goal snapping. Like the, He was better at making it go further than really short. I don't know. It was strange. Hmm. Hey, whatever. I mean, you know, you want to put the best players available to on your team to do those positions, but that is odd. That why do they just have J. Alford do both of them? Ah, uh, because he he played more important defense than Zach Diossi ever did. Did, did. He didn't really play defense until I mean, after his first few seasons, he was just a long snapper, right? If I remember correctly, I, I think he practiced with the linebackers for a couple of years, and then they were just like, "Nah, you're too slow. You're good. Just just focus on that and be a Pro Bowl player at that position and play for 15 years or 14 years, whatever it ended up being." Oh, I, m- I miss that guy. One of those guys. You guys, you know it for a long time. Yeah, you know what you just triggered in my memory. Talking about locker room guys, one of the, the greatest locker room guys in Giants history. Do you remember Jay Bromley? Yeah. From Syracuse, mm-hmm. who the Giants drafted because he was a captain. Yeah. He stunk. Yeah. He, he was trash. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, it. I hope, was, I hope you're that's, that's it. That's yeah. it. Jay, I hope you're not listening. I get, uh, let's talk about someone interesting. Matt Breda, uh, another another Bills. Um, what do you guys think about this? Upgrade from Booker? Uh, yes. yes and different at the same time. Different player. That's funny you'd think, too. He was on a veteran minimum last year in <laughs> Buffalo, and uh, you know you'd assume they signed him for the same deal this year or less. I, well, veteran minimum—you can't go less yeah. than that. <laughs> well, but I've seen veteran—I've seen veteran min, minimum like vary. I guess that's inflation oh, every year. Oh, it depends. Year, but, uh, it de- no, it depends on how many years you've played in the league. So every uh, year, the, every year you have to get paid more. Got it. So a veteran minimum for like a fifth-year player is not the same for like a second-year player. That makes a little more sense. Yeah, I love that pickup. I think it's great. He's a speedster. He's going to uh, be a, like an asset in the screen game. And, and you know, I, I just think it's one of those scat-back kind of situations where you give a little bit of a wrinkle and uh, the inevitability of Saquon getting injured, and he'll just be leaned on a lot. So uh, we're going to have to have another running back, too. Uh, we'll you need have, a bruiser or some, yeah. some kind. Need a Gary bruiser. Brightwell. Is he still on the roster? Probably. Or in the practice squad. <laughs> Where else would he be? Like, yeah. Uh, they didn't cut it. I, I haven't read that they yeah. cut him, so you'd assume yeah, he's on the but roster. But he's one of those guys where, like, he's just quietly cut and you had no idea he was cut. You know, like, you, you, you'd you looking for it and you just don't know. He's just Sure. I had, I had just happened to have looked through all the Giants' uh, free agent transactions before we did this, you know. Um, but I, I like Breda, you know, sneaky 4.9 yards of carry on his career when, you know, I remember him more from, uh, 49ers in 2018 yeah. when he had a thousand yards of scrimmage. Um, 
five touchdowns, nothing special there, but cheaper than Booker. I think he's a different back than Booker, but I, I think probably an upgrade. Um, and, and one of the most important things I think about, it, you're going to see him a lot in third down because Saquon has not proven that he could pass block. Um, so I think, I think you'll see Breda in there a lot in third down if Saquon can't get that, you know, together this year. Yeah. Um, and Breda's only 27 too. It seems like he's been in the league a lot longer. Which is cool. He he must have broke into the league at a, a younger, like he graduated younger or something like that, or he got out early. Mm. He was undrafted out of Georgia Southern 2017. Mm. So yeah, yeah it feels like he's been normal. around for so long. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Did they did the 49ers like he was on one of those Super Bowl teams where they lost to the Ravens or something, right? No, that was way before. No, way, way before. before. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know how many times the 49ers lost the Super Bowl recently. <laughs> or at least lost in like deep in the playoffs somewhere. Yeah. Uh I, I, I like the pickup if only because he's a totally different kind of player than 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 Booker. Um and he's interesting and dynamic. And I think if you're a defensive coordinator, you're not gonna want to have to you know deal with that element on the field. Um it's uh it's a good pickup. I think uh it also might indicate I'm hoping it indicates they're trying to sell Saquon for something because there's a lot of depth at running back in the draft if you pair a more uh, sort of all around, you know, first two possession, first two, uh, you know, down back with with Breda, uh, you could have a, a real formidable one two punch, um, and you don't need to have Saquon on the team anymore because the value isn't isn't there. Um, but we'll see. Uh, another just like super high upside, you know, add him to the roster and, and then continue to build to the draft. Yeah, I, I I want Saquon to just go away so bad, but he's not going to. It's not worth it this season. Well, just, no one wants him. No uh, one wants him. Yeah. He a fourth round pick is what they're saying. That's uh, whatever. I don't. I, I I say run him into the ground and and see what happens. I, yeah. I, to get off topic, uh, well, not super off topic. Do you, uh, this guy I like to follow. We follow him uh, the podcast at Tommy G one hundred five has been like posting every Giants draft and like grading it. Yeah, and he gave. The one with Saquon in it, a C minus. Can I read the rest of yeah. the guys? Oh, yeah, this it. is great. I've seen, yeah. Sa- Saquon, Barkley, Will Hernandez, Lorenzo Carter, BJ Hill, Kyle Ludoletta, RJ McIntosh. So how do you give that a C minus when only one of the players is still on the team and everybody wants him gone? And it was like a horribly, horrible value pick at number two overall. F I mean, lament this forever, but it's like C minus. We're... Because BJ Hill is good on another team now. Yeah, if we held on to BJ Hill, it might, it might have made yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, it might have hit up a, to a D plus if you held on to BJ Hill. Yeah. Lorenzo Carter, like, you know, we'll see about him next year. He had the flashes, uh, but he's still unsigned. So, no, he's not. No, he's the, not. The, Falcons. the Falcons. Oh. Yeah, okay. they, gave him, they gave him a better deal than uh, we did, and we just let him walk because, all right. Yeah, yeah you, you, you tried a little harder towards the end of the season? Yeah, because you're trying to get the bag. You might just revert to garbage. When I mean, I'm sure the deal wasn't very big. There's no, no I think it was a matter of uh, thousands of dollars difference. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and then, coins. you know, then you got Mariota throwing you the ball. But we'll, uh, we'll oh, get that's to a toss-up. I mean, throwing you the ball. He's on defense. Excuse me. Oh, no, yeah, exactly. I've got a total blank in my mind. But Mary, no, no, no. Mary, Mary no, that's practice. throwing him the ball during that, practice. That's a practice. Yeah, he's going to intercept the ball. That's no, less bad. opportunities yeah, yeah, for interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> total brain fart right there. Uh, we got linebacker Jihad Ward. I hope I'm mispronouncing that first name. No, that's correct. Yeah, right. and he, um, he he's more of a defensive end than anything else. He's a big dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've read that he could play tackle like in a 3-4 also. Yeah. So I don't know whether they brought him to do that or to come off the edge. But former second-round pick from the Raiders, bounced around his whole career, spent time with Wink Martindale in Baltimore. Shocking. Um, another guy who's been involved in the system that's being put in place in this team. Um, I mean, that's that should be a good sign, by the way, that all the assistant coaches are – have direct influence on who they're they're putting on their, their the defense which is something yeah yes like that's great that's great leave it leave it to your your uh, you know assistant coaches that are going to be building it out to to make you know bring these guys in that they know better than anyone else he's another guy who was on a vet, better minimum too. deal as well yeah go ahead Colin. that that's that's indicative too of i mean take it or leave it here john maris maybe letting it just be He's not putting his stamp on every single free agent that's coming through. I know they're low-level guys, but even he meddles. He's a meddler, and he's been meddling forever. And this doesn't even look like he's even bothering. He's like, you have a plan. Your plan is this. You want to bring in these kind of players? Go for it. I don't even have to sign off on it. Just do it. As long as the money makes sense, go. That's what it seems like, and I think that's a surprise because that just shows how sick and tired he has been of the product on the field. And it took long enough, but now it's finally starting to come to fruition. So I think that's a positive. I'll take it. Agreed. Yeah. Um, we want to go look at offensive line. I know we mentioned uh, Feliciano last week. We've just signed uh, Jamil Douglas, who was on his eighth team in eighth years, a guy from, guess what, the Bills. Hmm. I like I like. I saw on Twitter someone calling the Giants the New Jersey Bills. It makes a lot of sense. Honestly. I think that was Nikki Snacks. Yeah, great. Uh, Nikki's the man. I, yeah. We had a lot of fun when he was on the podcast. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah. Um, the only the only stat I want to share about Jamil Douglas is funny. Um, he's an interior lineman, center and right guard. He had great success, or you know, good success for a backup. He's not going to be a starter, but at left guard, his PP, PPF pass blocking grade was seven point nine for his career. Oof. So don't don't put him on the left side if someone gets injured. That's huh. all I can say about him. <laughs> Do, does yeah. he have one eye? <laughs> Who knows, man? It's totally possible. But I do want to ask you guys, say like around this time last year, or maybe after the draft or, or during training camp, do you feel better about the line right now than you did at this point last year? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause, Why? Because th- there seems like there's a plan. Yeah. Last year, <laughs> last year we just ignored the offensive line entirely in the offseason and then waited until August to be like, oh, wait, we don't, we, we don't, we don't even have enough people to start this year. So um, are, are, we we need a new nickname for the the type of li- offensive lineman that we're looking for. If if last year was Hog Molly's, what is it now? That's Cap- like capable humans. Put me on the spot. <laughs> capable not, humans, not soldiers. <laughs> yeah. How about um, competent? <laughs> Just like any. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, Hog Molly's is kind of fun to say though. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I need to it, sever all ties. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It brings me I'm down every time someone mentions yeah. that. We'll, we'll well, come up with something. It's got a it's got a it's got a flow like that though. Big biscuits. Yeah, all right, big biscuits. I like that. I mean, we did we did belly boys too. That's like a pod standard. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's only if Nick Gates comes back. Yeah, he's the king yeah. of them. Pepperoni playboys. I like I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Do you want to know why I, I feel this way? And it's only like for two reasons, basically, because Andrew Thomas is not a question mark like he was last year. Yeah. And I do think that if this team, it's hard for an offensive lineman to make a pro bowl on a bad team. But if the Giants do anything, I think that's totally possible. I think he does have a higher ceiling than he's reached already. 
And my number two reason why is because Nate Solder's not on the team anymore. So that's why I feel good. Um, <laughs> and and I, you know, I have one more too, is that a lot, we, a lot of people are talking about Nick Gates getting cut because of the injury and he does have a decent cap hit and they still have him on the team now. Whether or not he does get cut, I don't know. But to me, that could that could indicate that maybe he's coming along better with this injury than people have reported in the past. I'm clearly speculating right now, but that would be cool. And I and I do you know want him to be on this team. And I think that you know he if he was healthy, he'd obviously be back starting on this line because all the pieces they've picked up so far seem to be role players beyond Glowinski, who looks like he'll be a starter. Um, Gano, we know nothing about because he's never played. So that's a possibility too. Once they see him in training camp, Lemieux, when he comes back too, I mean, another question mark coming off injury, but he's on the team. Pert is on IR, so we won't see him till the end of the year, but you know, I, I feel better. And and I do think, you know, obviously the, the line is going to, you know, be addressed in the draft heavily, especially in the beginning. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of, I sort of blacked out the second you mentioned Nate Solder. And, and I was thinking of like the, the classic description for offensive linemen that aren't good at blocking is a, a turnstile. And I don't, I don't even think he's, he's a turnstile. He was more like, um, just like if you were to like implant like a, a vacuum, a vacuum onto the quarterback, it would just suck to, to defenders right to your quarterback. <laughs> you just, you just let them just push them right towards him. He, he would usher them, pick him up and throw him into the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he would like, he would like grab them and they, they clothesline the quarterback together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that. Do not like have to think on, about him anymore. Yeah. On purpose, butt fumbles. Yeah. 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 It's Just fun. Back it up in there. Yeah. Uh, on the re-signings, we got Corey Cunningham, another offensive tackle. He was on the practice squad. They brought him up, re-signed him. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that. I, I don't really. No. Yeah. Um, I remember he came in last year and like it wasn't he's big. Any, any worse than it was with Nate Solder. He's sure. huge. He is, <laughs> so. And he's like a very, very large man. Yeah. That's usually a good quality to have when you're an offensive lineman. Sure. Probably. Well, let's see if he can move. You know what I do like is re-signing Jaron Williams, who was a guy the Giants brought up from the practice squad last year, ended up starting two games, um, yes. ended up with a 71.1 PFF grade. I think, you know, I've seen him penciled in across from Bradbury right now. Whether or not Bradbury stays on the team, I'm done talking about that. We'll just wait to see what happens. But I think this is a good re-signing. I don't think they paid him a lot, and you need as yeah. many cover corners as you can. I think, you know, you might see some of the rookies from last year, you know, make that step to be a starting corner in this league. But uh, right now, man, I'm happy that he's on the squad. It's a good re-signing for me. Yeah. Get those cover corners. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, if we want to move on from talking about additions to the team, I think the biggest one of the subtractions would be Logan Ryan, who was a captain last year. Um, being that the Giants are only getting about 800K in cap space and 11.4 million in dead money here, um, what do you guys feel like the thought process was here moving on from Logan Ryan, Dan? This is. The, the the best thing about when this news broke was that literally no one had any idea what to make of it. Not a single beat writer had a good read on it. At first, they thought it was going to be a huge, massive cap savings, and it turned out it was this 800K differential. And, uh, you know, a lot of people posited it might be something to do, um, you know, personally. Others were just saying it was not a personnel or, or a scheme fit. Um you know, who, who's to know? Maybe, maybe it was a mutual thing and that both of them didn't want to be there. Logan Ryan, you know, wants to go to Tampa Bay with Tommy and, uh, you know, and, and, and the Giants don't need him anymore. Um, 
I don't know. I, I mean, I, w- I wish there was a way to do it. If the contract wasn't so bad and <laughs> so backloaded thanks to DG yet again, like we, we could scape, scrape through this with, with something to show for it. But, um, you know, I keep keeping him on. Obviously it wasn't, you know, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze for, uh, for the giants this year. So great expression, by the yeah. way, that's good. Um, I've heard that in a long time. <laughs> I, I, I read that, a couple of things. Uh, the speculation was it was a, a clear scheme non-fit. I guess he's just not what Wink Martindale is looking for in a, in a safety next to McKinney. Yeah, he's um, too soft. That honestly could be part of it. Um, two, and this bothers me a little bit. It, I, I read that it's possible he already had a handshake deal to go to Tampa Bay and force his way out. Which is lame. I mean, I, I mean, do you, whatever. but like, I don't know. That's just like, like he was going to be like, I'm, I'm going to sit out. <laughs> like, I'm not going to participate if you don't trade me. Could have been something like that. Or, or like, I have this deal. I, I don't. And coupled with the fact that this guy doesn't really see me as a, a safety here. Just let me out. Let me go. I'm out. I, I didn't read that, but I, I did hear that potentially, um, you know, they just didn't see him in the future of this team and why give reps to an old dude when you're rebuilding. So let you have been a combination of there yeah. or whoever else. You know what it is guys. I think I got it. What? What? As giants fans, we hate the Patriots, right? But what other organization probably hates the, the Patriots more than us other than the jets, I guess the bills, the bills, the bills They're exterminating all the Patriots. Mm. Oh, well, Dan, that is actually interesting because I, another thing I read that was funny was that as a team captain, that, maybe he was a holdover from the previous regime's mindset and was oh, yeah. not going to be a good locker room guy. Yeah. He's going to tell them, Hey, you guys, you aren't sucking enough. Suck harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. That's a weird one, but I did yeah. read it. So I figured I would share well, it. That's a was bummer he, he's just too. In the locker room just yelling, do your job. But was your it, job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but like we were big on him for a little while there because he was such a, like it's seemingly a good leader. And like, there was a, a ton of cool stuff about him written up and his family and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It, it's just funny how it changes so quickly like that, but I guess it is a matter of, uh, it, you know what? I think you're onto something, Dan. I think, I, I think it is a, a Patriot, uh, just wipe, get it out. Yeah. Is that why, uh, is that why Patrick Graham left too? He's trying to get rid of those. Yeah, but Dable was with the Pats forever too. I know. So exactly. I, yeah, yeah. But he got out of there. He made his own way. That's true. That. What was that? What was that? Uh, refuse song exterminate. Oh, exterminate all the brutes. Yep. Yeah. Exterminate all the Pats. Yeah. God, we have like a 17 choices of names of this episode. Dan, have have a field day at it. I'll forget them all. Don't worry. I yeah. think we've said we, we said locker room guy a lot of times. Oh, uh, pepperoni so playboys. Is, pepperoni uh, playboys is pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, college basketball fans, join the action on court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers give it $5 in any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's that simple. If they win, you win. Boy, that cadence of me saying that was really off right there. That's okay, though. Let's go. Let's keep going. If Sportsbook is available in your state, yeah, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round? Who will hit the most three-pointers? Who will beat Vermont in the first round? And then track your results. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook Act now. Use promo code TPPN at $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win. Win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I'm not going to read that. No. That's that's what you do now. You say read show notes for details. And then that whole thing that I read last week, you have to put it into the episode description. Hey, you live and you learn. You know, but I was glad I got it out one time. There you go. Guys. um, That's what she said. (laughs) Oh, hey. hey, Well, I do have one kid. Um, (laughs) NFL. A little NFL talk here. What should we start with? Uh, Deshaun Deshaun Watson, maybe? Sure. The most ridiculous trade I've ever seen. So uh, let's see. Browns get Deshaun Watson. Um, sixth round pick in 2024 Texans get in 2022 around one around four 2023 round one round three 2024 round one round four and the most ridiculous part is that he signed an NBA contract with five five years 230 million dollars makes him the second highest annually paid quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers what do you guys think of this trade uh I think it's a classic Browns move. I think they had a situation with Baker and uh, they they saw an opportunity, went for it, and they think that's all going to fix everything and it's all going to be good. And they don't care about all the baggage that's coming along with the guy. Maybe it'll work out, but usually it doesn't. So I think he went for the bag. They went to splash it and they're just going to hope for the best now. It's not a... It's it's a it's a hard trade to really feel excited about, and it. I think we lost Dan. I think so. All right. Um, well, anyway, um, it it is an interesting trade for me. Um, I I hate it. I think that it's BS. Oh, Dan, you're back. You want to yeah. finish your thought there? Yeah, I got a VP. I got a VPN on my computer, and it it. it like turns off after 12 hours. You can tell I, I like turned it on at nine, 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I also either that or as I was trying to say, like Deshaun Watson is exciting and that's, that's probably, you can't say that right now. Um, but it's, it, it's just like, there's so much around the whole thing that it, it, there's just really sort of gross, the, the amount of money he gets paid and, and everything's still being up in the air. Um, obviously the talent, it, you know, is, top five quarterback in the league. And if you have the opportunity to bring him in, you bring him in. The contract is massive, but the salary cap keeps going up. So maybe in, you know, five years, it's not such a huge contract. Um, I don't know. The, the reason I was a Browns fan was for Baker and Odell. So I don't need to be a Browns fan anymore. Oh, who's uh, it going to be now? I don't, we have a real GM. So I'm a Giants fan again. Oh, sick. Ah, uh, finally. Yeah. yeah. I could never do that. I, I've always wanted to, to be like, all right, who's going to be the other team that I'm going to get behind? And I could never quite do it. I just can't. Yeah, it, it's a good idea in theory, but then like when you're actually watching the game, you're like, I don't really care. Yeah. No, yeah I never really. really. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I think the, the Browns suck. And um, my favorite thing is the whole narrative here where they said they wanted an adult at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And then they bring in this scumbag yeah. and uh, i'll Potential. say again, uh, alleged alleged scumbag i'll give him that Listen, i guess I, I i i'm not gonna go into you know him being you know not convicted of these things but i yeah. do believe the women 22 women and you fully guarantee this due to contract this is a serial offender yeah. you don't think he's gonna do this stuff again you're wrong Look at yeah. look at a lot of other guys. Like Darren Sharper is a great example. Just a serial, one of the hardest hitting backs in the being. league. <laughs> yeah, um, I just 
think it's a bad trade. I, I think he shouldn't be in the league. And I think that the way the Browns did this and every person in the front office came out and had a spiel, spiel about how they believed in him and his character. Yeah. Why don't you just come out and say, we, we gave this up because he's a really good football player exactly and he it. puts us in title contention. Yeah. If you just say that, then I think, you know, it leaves less of a bad taste in my mouth, maybe other people's mouths yeah. too. Well, they're I never going to do that. Opinion yeah. on this than other people might be, but no. So, but I think I think you're right, and I think they they came out and they did that like like mandatory press release to say like we understand the situation and don't worry, we like dug into this and did all the due diligence you, you could possibly imagine. But then I guess I, for, I again I'm so bad at this, I need to do a better job. Uh, I saw a tweet crediting uh, some reporter that was like. Okay, so you did all this due diligence, and they like reached out to the attorney representing the twenty-two women, yeah. and they they weren't contacted according to this reporter at all by Brown's personnel. So if they were asking about this whole situation, it might, might, might ask people involved in the lawsuit. Which leads me to my my next question. Then, so the Browns uh, denied Baker's request for a trade. So what do they do now? They make it a competition? No, he's got to be let no, go. Or something. no, they're shopping Baker. I, I watch Baker go to Seattle. I could see that in a second. Seattle or the Panthers are kind of the only two teams that oh. really are desperate for a quarterback. No, him and I think Pete Seattle Carroll. would be cool and the Panthers would be bad. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree 100%. Pete Carroll and Baker would be a, a team right there. I could no, see that. No, Baker and the 12th man well, would be <laughs> Seattle 12th man. <laughs> yeah. No, I, he'd, I think he'd rip it up. I mean, I don't Maybe, even like him that much know. of his quarterback, but I feel like he could do something exciting at least. He could throw a fun balls up to DK Metcalf. Yeah, just knock him out. Hospital <laughs> no, balls. You no mean. one can knock him out, dude. No, I mean, if you throw up hospital balls, anyone can. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe, you know, Baker's one of these people that, you know, doesn't play well, and then everyone's just like, oh, he's, he's injured. He's injured. He's injured. Well, yeah, I mean, great. If he's injured every year, then he's not a good football player because being available is part of being a good football player. Sure. So. It's the best ability. Yeah. Eli Manning, baby. Eli Manning. Um, mm. Matt Ryan got traded for the Colts today for a third-round yeah. pick. That was interesting. Uh, well, that's Mary- because Carson Wentz got traded where? Did we talk about that last week? Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz got traded to the commander football team, which is a joke. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he's on the, te- on the commanders because we get to play him twice a year, and he is not a good football player. Um, and as uh, Steffi Smalls and I like to joke about continuously on Twitter, he's Shrek. And yep. he'll always be Shrek, and now he's just Shrek in our division again. So we can continue to make fun of him as much as possible. So I'm looking forward to that. He stinks. It's a, the Colts trade is weird for me too because their front office is great, and they put together like a really good team. And then they, you know, Philip Rivers, and then you trade for Carson Wentz. Now you trade for Matt Ryan. It's like stop giving up your draft capital for washed up quarterbacks or just signing them out of the blue. I, I, it just seems odd to me, and. I know Dan and I were we were all talking to Dan. Dan said the Colts are a decent quarterback away from you know Super Bowl contention. I don't think Matt Ryan is a decent football decent Not football quarterback anymore. No. Well, do you think what that's about a, a baseball Frank- quarterback? <laughs> is is that a Frank Reich thing, or do you think that's up top and then directing everything down? It's hard to tell. I mean, yeah. I have no idea. I don't know you know a ton about that team, but it just <laughs> seems like that the quarterback position has just been you know ever since Luck left, they have you know, had their thumb up their ass and not been able to figure out what but it's like. A, it's like a pattern now. Like they, Philip rivers, Carson Wentz, like they're, they're, they're getting quarterbacks that had Retreads. done something. Yeah. Um, but then seem to be on the other end of the, on the, on the under, under, under their productivity. Um, so I think they must be thinking if we can get, you know, 85% of old Matt Ryan, we're going to be in the mix. 
Um, <laughs> you know what but, sucks? Yeah. He looks like he bigger. should be in that uniform. He, he looks does. like he's a cult already. He's always yeah. been a cult somehow. <laughs> he never fit. Sorry, in TJ. Life. No, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, if big, if they, if they saw this Deshaun Watson trade, they should have just gone after Baker. I bet, you know, I wonder what they want for him. Must be too much. Yeah. I wonder what the Browns want for him. They couldn't ask, be asking for more than the second round pick, though, right? No, no. You have to imagine. Uh, what else is fun? Oh, uh, Mariota on the Falcons. I just think this is fun because Winston's back on the Saints, too. And then you're going to have the number one and number two overall pick from 2015 playing each other twice in the same division. Yeah. That's who, who did, do you, and, and, you know, neither of their careers worked out the way you might have thought. Do you, do you guys remember who the Giants picked in 2015? It's a very similar situation to a career that didn't really work out the way we planned. Um, Eric Flowers. Yeah, I was oh. just about to say, actually. I was like, wait a second. I know exactly who that is. Can you is. imagine if he wasn't a bust, how much different the trajectory of this team would have <laughs> uh, been? Can you imagine if we had coaching that was worth coaching him and then just put him at guard from the get-go? Yeah, right? I mean, that was interesting, too. Now, he, yeah, he, is he still on the commanders? Or yeah, he's, he's, he's a starting right guard or something. You know, I, I want to I say good for him, but I don't also. No, I don't care. That guy yeah, I don't care. Uh Let's talk last thing, Devontae Adams trade, which is another weird one to me. But Love I guess him, him and Carr are boys, so he wanted to play with his boy from Fresno State. Uh, they sent the first and second round picks to Green Bay, and then they signed him to the biggest deal for wide receiver. He's got $28.5 million a year, which is $750,000 more than uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, interesting. I read why this happened. He just was offended because uh, they put him on the franchise tag. He didn't want to do that. And then no, apparently think, they offered him more money, but he wanted to leave, you know, what did you call him? QAnon Rogers today? I like yeah, that. Karen, um, Karen, Karen with the, with the Q. <laughs> oh, Karen with the Q. Karen like Rogers. Yes. Uh, I, I think it's more about that. I think it's more the, the Aaron, excuse me, the Aaron Rodgers weirdness. I think he wanted to get away from all that. And he's just like, all right, my dude's in, in, in Vegas, played in college with him, had, had a good time. I had no idea he went to Fresno State. That weirded me out. When I saw that connection, I was like, I forgot that they played together. And I think it's cool. Let them go down there. Let them rip it up together. In fact, I hope that it helps Carr out as a player in his career. Because I feel like that guy, that guy deserves a little bit of glory. I, I have nothing wrong or anything against the Raiders. And I think it would be cool if they were decent for the first time in a while. You know, They were decent last year. Yeah, no, I mean like decent, decent. Like get over that hump kind of mm. decent. This could help a lot, man. He's a, he's a great player. Yeah. Yeah. I never liked Derek Carr until he did that Afro thing this year. It reminded me of, yeah. of my own hair in high school. Well, um, he, he, lo- he looked like, what's his name, uh, for the Sticky Bandits or the Wet Bandits from Home Oh, Alone. Larve. Yeah. I forget the actor, though. Uh, yeah. I didn't think it's such a joke. Yeah. Uh, he was the, uh, the, um, the narrator for The Wonder Years. But Daniels, really? what's his name? Yeah, Daniels. Uh, Daniel Stern. Uh, Daniel Stern. Um, anyway, I think I think that trade is is interesting. I, I just if the Packers don't use one of those picks that they got for him on a wide receiver, what what, what is going on there? Yeah, uh, the oh. biggest gripe where Aaron Rodgers is not having any receiving options for the past like five years, other than Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams had like I think something like thirty percent of target share for the for the wow. Packers. Um, like Randall Cobb isn't taking that up. Alan Lazard isn't taking. Yo, that. Alan Lazard is the biggest fantasy steal right now. I feel oh like. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. MVS is he even on the team? Uh, 
Valdez Scantling. Oh uh, yeah. I oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He's still I, there. I, he had a couple good uh, good games last but, year. But that's the problem with those wide receivers. They're all flash guys that have a couple of games and they can't be consistent. Streaky. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of wide receiver depth this year. He, they could conceivably take two wide receivers in the first two rounds. Sure. Um, and rebuild that whole whole uh, core, which would be really interesting. Mm. I just yeah, don't. Really, there's, there's no like elite, elite wide receiver this year, though. So yeah. I mean, you're not gonna. That, I mean, you can't replace Devonte uh, either way. But you know, I don't think there's gonna be a guy who's gonna be has a ceiling that's even close to his in the draft this year. Well, there's but no they're way. gonna have to do something. Yeah. They'll have to do something. Yeah, they not should to mention the line Metcalf or something since Seattle's doing a fire sale. I think that'd be a good trade for them. Eh, I, I don't see that happening. They're never going to trade him. No, no, you don't think so. Metcalf's with Russell there. Wilson gone. He's the he's the face of the franchise. Yeah, with Russell Wilson gone, why they need? I mean, Drew, like, you have Drew Locke. You're going to throw up, you know, <laughs> throw up dingers to him. I mean, you know, he's like a Mal- big play guy. Malik so. Willis throw just bombs to DK Metcalf. Mm. Well, you know, if they want to trade up to number five to bounce over the Panthers. um, I hey. prefer I prefer the Falcons, who I think still have a need at quarterback, even though they did sign Mariota. You get a lot more back from Seattle, though. I know, but you don't have to move as far back. And I and I don't know if there's going to be you know the offensive tack the uh, offensive tackle there that you might want, and you might have to go deeper. Yeah. But you know, I'm just having in my head that I really want Neil or Icky on this team. Yeah, me too. And like, if I don't get it, I'm going to be upset about it. No, no, no. Don't, 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 don't. No, you need to tell yourself now. You need to feel yourself out and realize that you're going to be disappointed if you lock into one player right now. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right, too, because, you know, you you have to remember that this is a, a rebuilding year. And yeah. the cap it might be is hell. It might, you know, I'm hoping that they win more games than last year. But if they don't, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'd just love to see offense not be awful. That would be cool. Yeah. Have some blocking. Have some dynamic playmaking, if that's even possible. Just Anything? Darius Tony. Yeah, man. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else tonight, guys? Or nope, that's it. Oh you guys wow. Talking about Kanye? No. no absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us at BBU Pod Boys with a Z on Twitter. Download the DraftKings app. Use t- t- promo code TPPN. Go watch, listen to Next Cars on Spotify. Ooh. Buy oh, some baby. Western Rise. Drop that. WesternRise.com, get some threads. Wear your Western Rise clothes while you're listening to Next Scars. And walking wa- to Teddy's. Walking to Teddy's while looking at our Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah. Bye. That's next. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Have a good one. <laughs>